From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, hey, good morning. Welcome to Friday. You know what today is? Game day. It is game day. That's exactly right. We welcome you into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports, Tom Barfield. No Ward White's today. Ward is, well, uh, in... in just a few short minutes or hour or whatever the case may be. He's going to be uh, boarding a plane for uh, a little one-day trip to Whitewater, Wisconsin. How about that? He's going to be uh, – he'll be calling the game, uh, the UMHB Whitewater game, and that'll be coming up on Saturday uh, over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, 93.9 and 13.30 a.m., and so he uh, he is he's absent today. So uh, anyway, safe travels to Ward. Ryan, how are you this morning? Doing well. Happy Friday. Indeed, it is. It is Friday, and uh, you got high school football. Yes, we both do. Because um, you'll be taking over for Ward for Temple tonight in College Station. That's right. Uh, I'm gonna try to slide into his chair and work with his crew over on. Uh, 1330 a.m. and 93.9 FM Temple. I, I got what I think is going to be a doozy of a game. I got College Station and Temple. So that, sh- that should be fun. Both ranked teams, yes. Temple in 6A and College Station in 5A. And I'll have uh, tonight at Waco ISD Stadium, the University Trojans coming off Kent Laster's first win at the helm for University. They'll be hosting Fort Worth Arlington Heights tonight, a 2-0 team. And uh, it's not going to be too much longer before universities and district play themselves. So going to try to build a little winning streak here and at home tonight. Let's hope it goes well. Uh, let's hope it goes a lot better than than it did for Waco. Uh, you, you know, with great highs, sometimes come great lows. And I don't think any doubt about it that uh, Waco was. Uh, no, they were they were they were a little flat. They had all kinds of things going on you know they had to they go with a, a backup quarterback because their starter was was out and Granberry knew that Granberry loaded the box said if you're going to beat us you're going to throw to beat us and they couldn't and uh Waco made a lot of mistakes in the kicking game uh punt blocked and and just all kinds of stuff uh just didn't play well and overall just didn't play well uh and consequently their first district game wasn't even really that competitive. It was eleven to nothing, I think, at the end of the first quarter, and it could have been a lot worse. But uh, you know, they they get a punt block for a safety, uh, just all kinds of stuff. And uh, it, yeah, again, it was eleven to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Granberry scored on the first play of the second quarter to make it eighteen to nothing. And for all intents and purposes, you just. The way that they were playing, you didn't feel like they could come back in the game, and, and quite honestly, they didn't. And I, I would tell you, as as exciting as a win for last week was, equally disappointing in the way they played last night. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Granberry came into the game two and zero, you know, but again, and they, I guess they're probably a little bit better than we would have expected. Some of us did have Waco High winning last night, but 
just, I guess it just seemed that the Lions had a little bit too much adversity to overcome. Could have came out swinging with more energy, but they just couldn't get it done last night. Start off District 0-1. 45-3 was the final last night. Uh, 45-3, to Granbury. I mean, they scored offense, defense, specialty. I mean, you know, it's just it was just one of those nights. Yeah. And, uh, again, they could not get anything going in the run game. Granbury, I mean, we, we looked up one time, and Granbury had all 11 within six yards of the line of scrimmage. Oh, my goodness. And they said, you know what? Throw it if you can. And they couldn't. So, therefore, they tried to run the ball. And they probably had as many plays behind the line of scrimmage as they had beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Granberry was just stacking the box all the way around because they knew without the starting quarterback, they would probably have to turn to the run game, the Lions, that is. And the Granberry defense took full advantage of that. Yeah, and that's, and you know, that just about, there just wasn't much there from uh, from an energy standpoint. I, it, it Maybe it was. But from the press box, it it didn't look like there was a lot of energy. It looked like, you know, hey, you know, again, as you say, sometimes big highs come big lows. And so uh, you got to guard against that. And again, they were were without their starting quarterback and just all kinds of stuff. And it just, you know, scrap that one and see if you can get ready for next Thursday night, another Thursday night game, which is weird. You know, you rarely play a Thursday night game, and they're playing back-to-back Thursday night games. Whenever district play starts for university, there'll be a two-week stretch where they have two Thursday games in a row as well. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so there you go. That's what's, that's what happened. Uh, and let's let's go right out of the box. First thing that we got we to talk about, and I don't want to make too much of it, but the ankle of Dak Prescott. And you say, well, what are you talking about? Well, he, he was limited in practice yesterday, he says because of a shoe that he wore. Made his surgically repaired ankle, quote, uncomfortable. And, you know, he is trying to downplay it. But, you know, like you were saying earlier, there is a point where his ankle was completely turned around. So when you hear something about Dak's ankle, it, it's got to cause concerns whether he downplays it or not. No, no, There's no doubt about it. I mean, this is a guy that... <sighs> I mean, I, I've I've seen some gruesome injuries, but that one oh. was that, that's in the top five. There's no question. And so, anytime you hear uncomfortable and ankle and Dak Prescott all in the same sentence, there should be cause for concern. Yes. Now he downplayed it, and, and the report is again, as you pointed out, uh, that that he he it's because of the shoes that he was wearing during practice. He says he expects to be at uh, full speed today for practice, and 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 you know he's he's good to go. Dak Prescott meeting with the media. It won't limit you at all on Sunday. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, yeah, can't. No, not at all, not a chance. Would you tell us if it was? Yeah. I didn't necessarily. I was limited today, um, but as I said, um, it is my ankle. But it is just being very, very precautious. Switch shoes today probably wasn't the best idea. So. Um, there we go. So we're good to go. Promise that. All right. So he promises he's good to go. And I'm just wondering, well, if, if the shoes were uncomfortable, why didn't you just change shoes? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's something that came up after practice started and he didn't, he didn't just want to leave or he's Dak Prescott. He can go change shoes. That's right. 
He can go change shoes. He can send a trainer to go get a new pair of shoes. He can go send a manager to go. They'll go to Walmart and buy him a new pair of shoes if that's what he <laughs> asked him to do. No, no doubt. And again, I don't want to make too much of it. Not going to make too much of it. But it does, I mean, it does bother you a little bit, doesn't it? Does it bother you? Yes. I mean, especially with all the injuries that have come out of camp already, you know, it just seems like the Cowboys can't catch a break, whether this is serious or not. And I mean, here in Dak, again, he's downplaying it. You know, it doesn't seem like to be anything too major, just precautionary, like he said. So, but it still raises concerns just, just with all the injuries that have happened up to this point. Well, let's say it is the shoe. Does that bother you that a shoe can can keep a guy out of practice? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's just, to me, there's some, some questions there. Yes. Uh, and, and again, I mean, we may be making way too much of it, but when you stop and think about it from the flip side, it, it's, it's, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. What do you think? CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. Also, the NFL season began in earnest last night. Well, actually, I think L.A. Yeah, SoFi Stadium. The Buffalo Bills came in to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Rams and pretty much ran them out of the building. Although it was 10-10 at halftime, but Buffalo just came out and fired in, on all cylinders in the second half, scoring 21 or outscoring L.A. 21 to nothing in the second half to pull out of L.A. with a 31-10 victory. See, I'm already hearing, well, Buffalo's great, Buffalo's great, L.A.'s down, Buffalo's great. It's week one, one of the NFL season. Week one. Now, and you know what? It may turn out that Buffalo makes a run this year, and it may turn out that L.A. is not as good as they have been in the past. That may, that may be a 1,000% correct. But you can't make that judgment after one football game. I mean, the, I mean, again, it, it, you say it's week one. That's that's how the first half turned out. It was only 10-10 at halftime, and there were five turnovers between both teams, and it was very, very Ooh. sloppy. So, I mean, it. I guess just Buffalo it, just came out making better adjustments and just. Can better. we expect? Can we expect ugly football because they only played the three preseason games? I think so. I mean. To start the season, can we yes. expect ugly football? I mean, that's probably the case with, I mean, any level, the first game's going to be sloppy, because especially with these two teams, because there's a lot more personnel, especially on the L.A. side, because they added, you know, pieces such as Bobby Wagner and so on, and then there's the thing with Aaron Donald about how he was going to retire, and he ended up coming back, so there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it, and it, it just being week one in general, it's, you know, it's it's not going to be perfect by any means. no. So we'll find out how that rolls. Uh, NFL starts. And again, there's some teams, Cowboys, that did not play their starters. At all. So they're going to play four quarters for the first time since last season. What is it going to look like? Is it going to look polished and clean? Or is it going to look like they haven't played a football game since last January, since the playoff loss to San Francisco? It'll, I'm I'm gonna have to go with the ladder there, especially they're not taking any snap in the preseason. I th- again, and we've been talking with Kyle Yeomans. We'll have him on later on the show at around eight thirty. You know, we talk about him. The defense is probably ahead of the offense right now, and that's usually the case with week one anyway. But you know, I I th- I think the week in this week one matchup, the offense is gonna struggle at least in the first half. I think the defense, especially with four or five of Tampa Bay's offensive linemen starters being out in this 
opening matchup. I, I think I think the key for this game for the Cowboys will be their front seven play and the pass rush. Yeah, and that's the better aspect of the Cowboy football team anyway. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you got the injuries to the Cowboy offensive line at left tackle. Uh, you have players leaving in the offseason. Uh, I still think that the Cowboy defense has a chance to be an outstanding group I as think. a unit. Uh and you know what? If I'm going to pick one side of the ball or the other, I'm going to pick the defensive side of the ball. Now, does that is that sexy and does it sell? T- Look, you're going to win games, even in the NFL, where every rule that they work on and every time they tweak a rule, it's to favor the offense and scoring. Yes. Every rule. But I still believe that defense wins wins games and championships and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if, if the Cowboys are going to, are going to go where they want to go, which is, as Jerry says, deep into the playoffs. Uh, it's not just getting there. It's deep into the playoffs. That's, yeah. you know, if they're going to do that, they're particularly early in the season, they're going to do it with, with defensive play. Yes. And again, I think the front seven is the key to that. You'll be returning Micah Parsons and they're expecting big things from their rookie from Ole Miss, Sam Williams on the other side. And they other signed some veterans as well, Dante Fowler at the defensive end spot. So they're going to rely really heavily on that pass rush, especially in week one. And that'll be Sunday night right here on ESPN Central Texas. So a lot of good stuff going on. So we'll talk today on the program. We will talk high school football, college football, NFL football. We'll have Ricky Thompson on the program previewing the Baylor-BYU game. Greg Tepper talks high school football with us at uh, 8 o'clock. By the way, Ricky will be here around 745. And uh, as as you mentioned, at 830, we'll have Kyle Yeomans uh, from the Cowboys talking Cowboys in Tampa Bay. That is the Sunday night game. 720 kick, I think, is is what they've got it down for. So we'll see. Uh, That's what we got on the program for you. We'll talk about – We'll talk about all the uh, all the other fun stuff going on in uh, in sports as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it: the Rangers did not lose last night. Just passing that along, they did not lose last night. He's on his way to work, Tom. I know they did not play last night, but they did <laughs> not lose last night. Uh, Seven fourteen. Stay with us. We got more coming, but uh, right now we will pass along the weather. If you're going to a high school game tonight. Uh, man, I'm 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 thinking t-shirts and shorts, flip-flops. Oh, yeah. Uh it's it was hot last night and it's going to be hot again today. Sunny conditions and uh looking for a high today of around 93. It is currently 72 in the heart of Texas. Stay with us more to come. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. It's off to Provo and a matchup with future Big 12 member BYU this Saturday for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears. 7 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Provo, Utah. It's a 9-15 kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, Baylor and BYU from Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday evening, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an art support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right art supports. After walking around with the art supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. 
Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union, your local team. It's not only about getting from point A to point B. You can enjoy savings with lower payments all along the way by refinancing your vehicle. First Central knows your money is top of mind, making it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Finance elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Turnovers plagued Waco High as they lost their district opener to Granbury 45-3. Tonight, University looks for its second win in a row as they host Arlington Heights, and you can hear the game on Star 104.9 FM. Also in high school football tonight, second-ranked China Spring host Mahaya, number four Lorena, travels to Trinity Leadership. And Temple is on the road at College Station. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. A big road trip for Mary Harden Baylor this week as they go to Wisconsin-Whitewater. You can hear the game tomorrow starting at 1130 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Also a road trip for Baylor this weekend as they visit Brigham Young. That game has a 930 kickoff, and you can hear the action on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. 718, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Don't forget uh, high school football. We'll have uh, we'll have university and who are they playing? Uh, Fort Worth, Arlington Heights, the Yellow Jackets. I'm looking right at it. The Yellow Jackets are two and zero, by the way. Yes, you dogs will go in at one and one, and uh, we'll have that one be over on uh, our sister station, Star 104.9 FM. Also uh, down on uh, Fox Sports, down in Studio Three. Fox Sports Central Texas, 93.9 and 13.30. That's Temple and College Station. Then, after the games and all that stuff, 
We will uh, bring you back over to ESPN for the Friday Night High School Football Scoreboard Show. We just need the Rangers and the Blue Jays to work with us and play the game and get it done by 1030 tonight. I think they can do that. Three and a half hours? I think so. They're in Toronto, correct? So so they'll be, I think they have what, a 530 first pitch? 630? Getting the report here? I got it at 630. So are they in Toronto or are they in Arlington? Uh, I don't know. I thought they were in Toronto. Anyway, I'm not sure. We'll double check that. But uh, the Rangers and the uh, the Blue Jays right here on ESPN Central Texas tonight, since we do not have a Waco game. Uh, and then of course the uh, the the scoreboard show. So that's that's what's coming up. If you were not working a game tonight, which one would you go to? Oh man. That's a tough one. I mean, as far as Central Texas is concerned, I'm really intrigued by that uh, Cameron Yo and Connolly game. Me too. And that that's gonna be played at Yo Field, correct? I believe so. That'll be, and that's a t- you were talking about yesterday. Yesterday, that's a tough place to play. It, it always has been. It's a historic place. Yes. A in a tradition rich place. You know, there's certain places and certain you know locales, and we were talking about teams that expect to win and then teams that hope to win. That's one of those programs that goes in and expects to win. And if they don't, they they are genuinely shocked that they didn't win the football game. They they go in with the expectation to win. A true, and, and it's not fake. It's a true expectation to win. There's, In fact, we've got a handful of programs like that around here. Uh, and, and it's kind of cool to watch. But, yeah. And then – Look, you know, here's the big high, big low thing, and I think Terry Garrick's got to guard against that over at Conley. Uh, I mean, that was an emotional win over LaVega. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. Yes. You can talk about it being a non-district game and getting ready, you know, show us our all, all the coach speak you want, but the fact is they're about three miles apart and they like to play each other. It's it's I would say it's a it's a friendly robbery, not one of the, it's not a not a nasty robbery by any stretch of the imagination, uh, you know. And, Don Hyde, Terry Garrick, they do a great job with their programs. But that's a game that, let's face fact, they both want to win, and Conley hadn't won it in a while, and they did on Friday night. So, you know, to get your motor running again in seven days, sometimes it's it just it's just difficult. So we'll find out uh, when those two meet up tonight, and I think that's probably as big a challenge as there is for Conley. Now for Cameron, you know, they've – They've had some off-the-field things uh, that have happened this week, and we're not going to get into that. It's not what we do here, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that that's a challenge for Coach Rhodes and, and the Yeoman. So we'll find out. We'll see how it all how it all goes. And, again, at the end of the day, it is a non-district game. Yes. But it's it's a fun one, and, and it's a 4A and a 3. I get all that, but it's still this should be this should be a fun one as the cadets head down uh, Highway 77 to uh, to Milam County and take on the um, the Yeoman of Cameron. So. And, and then there's another fun one. District play starts tonight for Lake Belton, and they'll be on the road. They're 2-0 themselves, and they'll be on the road against 2-0 Red Oak to start district. I am so curious about Lake Belton. Yes. Uh, you know, they played, and I know people call it an outlaw schedule. I just want to call it a non-UIL varsity schedule. They were playing whoever would play them the first couple of years that the school was open. Now they're in District Four five A Division One, and they're off to a two and zero start. I, I'm just curious where their program really is. I mean, I, I think I think this team has a chance to be really, really, really good 
But until you dive in headfirst to district play, you don't, you're not going to know. That's true. I mean, but again, you look at this group of kids, you know, they return all 22 stars from last year's team. And a lot of these kids have been playing together since the inception of the football program at Lake Belton. Playing together since they were, you know, a freshman only team back in uh, 2020. And they've only lost one game in that three-year span since they've started playing together. So, I mean, they have the athletes, and, they, and they're and they obviously well-coached by Brian Cope and his staff. And, you know, again, this will be probably their biggest test as a program up to this point, facing a 2-0 team to start their very first district game. I don't think there's any question. I think everybody they play in district may be one of those teams, you know, again, they, they have played against JV teams. They played against smaller varsity teams. Uh, again, they have not played at the same yeah. level that they're that they're playing now. So their first foray through a district schedule, we'll see how it goes. But I'm with you. I think this is a very talented team, and I think it's a team that can, quite honestly, I think they can win this district. I, th- I think they can match up well with this team. I mean, you look, their very first varsity game two weeks ago to open the season was number eight Leander Rouse, and they went on the road against Rouse and beat them by 27, a ranked mm-hmm. team in their very first varsity game. So – they can play with, you know, highly ranked teams and very good football teams. And, I mean, just that was a signature win for them to start their varsity first-ever varsity season. And, you know, again, this is the next biggest test up to this point. Uh, several other interesting games around Central Texas. Uh, I'm going to keep my eye on uh, a couple of them, La Vega and Middle Othian Heritage. I think this has a chance to be a fun one. Oh, like really good Midlothian Heritage, still relatively a new football program, but they are very good. Both teams come into to the game one and one as La Vega will travel to Midlothian. <laughs> this will be a very good football game. Hey, look, in most cases, well, every realignment, Don Hyde and the La Vega Pirates struggle to find teams to play. Nobody wants to play La Vega for obvious reasons. Uh, in their non-district schedule, so they they'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. I mean, that's just kind of that's kind of the mentality that they have to take. Same thing with with uh, Kevin Hoffman in the Mark Panthers. They they had to pa- travel up to Paris in Week One that, to play a three A. That's exactly right. That's I mean, and that happens. And so I I think that's an interesting football game, and, and I want to see how Bosqueville. And I know they're playing up again. Boy, Clint Zander in that schedule. Uh, they're playing up again, and they're playing the Clifton Cubs. Cubs are 1-1. One one. Bosqueville is 0-2. Bosqueville got down big to uh, Hamilton last week and then came roaring back and, and really played well, particularly in the second half. I mean, Clint uh, was telling me the other day that he really liked the way his football team played in the second half. He wants to see four quarters of that. and So I'm interested to see how Bosqueville and Clifton go. Uh uh, tonight as well and that's just you know just a handful of the of the great games Gatesville and, and McGregor that you know they're just skip a rock and you're in Gatesville skip a rock and you're in McGregor so Gatesville heads over to McGregor uh and to take on coach Shields the game I'm doing I, it's 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 two teams that are, are ranked uh one in 6a one in 5a make no mistake about it College Station is a terrific football team absolutely and uh, Temple's off to a, a uh, another great start at two and zero. I mean, boy, what Stewart has done over at Temple—they just win. Especially their defense. Their defense has been unbelievable. I mean, they put they played a Willis last week, a team that put up over six hundred yards in Week One, and they only held them to twenty points. Yep, crazy. Uh and, and really, 
from the time they got off the bus, they were they were they were getting after that quarterback. So uh, we'll see. And so that uh, that's some of the key games that are going on in and around Central Texas tonight. And of course, we'll have all the scores on the Friday night high school football scoreboard show. It's uh, seven twenty seven. This is a Friday football Friday edition of the program. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your first word in sports. Coming up next, we're going to look at the Big 12. We're going to look at Baylor and BYU, and who knows what else we're going to get into. That's coming your way next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Recently on the John Moore Show. Kevin Eschenfelder, our guest, University of Houston, football play-by-play. I think the anticipation is going to be much greater. You know, we're going to be able to build rivalries between uh, Houston and Baylor and, and, you know, historic rivalries that the guys that are your age can, you know, think back and appreciate those teams that played against one another in the Southwest Conference days. And, uh, you know, I think college football will be better for it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family.
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Turnovers plagued Waco High as they lost their district opener to Granbury 45-3. Tonight, University looks for its second win in a row as they host Arlington Heights, and you can hear the game on Star 104.9 FM. Also in high school football tonight, second-ranked China Spring host Mahaya, number four Lorena, travels to Trinity Leadership, and Temple is on the road at College Station. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. A big road trip for Mary Harden Baylor this week as they go to Wisconsin Whitewater. You can hear the game tomorrow starting at 11.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Also a road trip for Baylor this weekend as they visit Brigham Young. That game has a 9.30 kickoff, and you can hear the action on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 732, this is ESPN Central Texas. Time now for the Cowboy Update, the latest news and notes on the uh, Cowboys with Christy Scales, and it's brought to you by our good friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Check them out at richardcarr.com. Everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dak Prescott can't finish Thursday's practice and is on the injury report. Details after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. The Cowboys added quarterback Dak Prescott to the injury list yesterday. He experienced pain in his right ankle early in practice because, as he told reporters, he was breaking in a new style of Nike cleats. He didn't return to the game plan installation portion of practice, so it was backup Cooper Rush who got first-team reps, which will prove valuable if, in fact, Rush has to step in for Dak Sunday night. You know, a lot of times you don't get reps with those receivers, those guys up front, so um, those are valuable for me. Every time you get those chances, you want to make the most of them. Dak admits switching shoes a few days before the game wasn't a good idea, but he does expect to be good to go. Hopefully he's able to practice today as they put the finishing touches on the plan for Sunday night hosting the Bucks. Primetime kickoff will be 7:20. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 734, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan, Ward with the day off. We're glad you're with us. From the CNC Collision Center text line, uh, this is quite lengthy, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, From the 903, the one thing I took away from the Rams and the Bills game last night is that the AFC feels like it has uh, has the upper hand right now. Buffalo and Kansas City feel like they have very little questions. San Diego and Cincinnati could surprise too. 
The NFC is filled with questions. Rodgers, can uh, can he do more with less? Can Stafford's arm hold up this season? Can a new quarterback in San Francisco uh, get them back to the playoffs? And are the Cowboys and the Eagles actual contenders? And, and all good points. Yes. All, all very good points. And right now, I think the AFC is ahead of the NFC. I don't think there's any question. And in in honestly, I think Cincinnati is is a terrific team. And you know, so are the so are the the Bills and KC. And you know, hey, he's he's right. I think you know the AFC is ahead of the NFC. Are the Cowboys and the Eagles real contenders? I don't think so. No, I don't think I don't think so. No, we'll find out. Uh, that's why they play the games. But that's why we do what we do, <laughs> you know. But you know, right now, I think the Cowboys have more question marks than they have answers. And and you know, we'll talk to Kyle Yeomans around eight thirty in about an hour about that very subject because they get ready to open the season Sunday night, Sunday night football, and uh, we'll have the game right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, let's see a couple other things here for you this morning. Fifteenth uh, ranked Baylor volleyball team uh, swept Colorado State last night, three to nothing, in their first uh, first game at home. So uh, congratulations to Baylor volleyball. Baylor soccer falls to San Francisco three to one out in San Francisco. Uh, coming up as we mentioned Saturday night, seven o'clock broadcast time. Baylor and BYU, and uh, should be uh, should be a fun one and and a test for both Baylor and BYU. And I think there's different. They're looking at the game. Maybe obviously they both want to win, but they're looking at it a little differently. I, BYU looks at Baylor and says, "Okay, we're moving into a league where this is the defending conference champion. We played them a year ago at their place, got beat. Where are we now?" From Baylor's perspective, it's, hey, we're going on the road to play a top 25 team. Uh, How can our inexperienced players and our young guys, I know they've got veteran players all across the board, but they do have a lot of inexperienced players and and young guys that are making their first road trip as starters. Uh, And how how do they hold up in that environment? So they they both come at it, I think, from a different different perspective, but both very important uh, things that they're – questions that they're trying to get answered and, and this week like Dave Aranda the uh, head coach of the uh, BYU Cougars Kalani Sataki met with the media and one of the questions was asked how do you make that transition from independent to the Big 12 when we got the invite is okay looking at the um, the teams in the conference what can we do with our resources and, and make sure that we can match up and um, that, that's probably the place that I would uh, we'd go to first that saw new hires and um, it's a different game when you get a bunch of guys that can that, that, that um, you know that you, that you can help out and it's really become um, you know the, it's basically focus on one thing we had a bunch of guys on our support staff that were kind of spread thin and, and we're doing a lot of different things, and now guys are just mastering their craft. And whether it's recruiting or player personnel, whatever it is, with uh, football operations, you're seeing it um, work a lot uh, cohesively, you know. And uh, if you're looking at us adding all the different people, that that was a big part of how we handled the, uh, the, the lightning delay last week. We had a bunch of hands on deck that, could figure it out and have some expertise in the area and gave us feedback and gave us a plan and away we go. It, didn't, it wasn't left up to me as a head coach to figure all this stuff out. I, I'm not a, I don't know anything about the weather, you know, and so um, 
but we have professionals that get it done, and that's a big, big part of what what needs to happen here. And and uh, I'm glad I'm glad that we're heading that direction. We're trending that way. That is Kalani Sataki. I found that interesting. Uh, it was about personnel as much as it was anything. It wasn't X's and O's. It wasn't you know we got to get better players, and you know, and maybe they do. Who knows? They'll find out. You know, sooner than later. But it was we've we've got to get we've got to get some personnel in here that can handle some certain things. And and you know, like he said, he 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 shouldn't be dealing with with the weather. And you know, support staff to make sure that all the little finite details are taken care of. That way, he can go coach football and the players can play football. Yeah, because you know that's what he was hired on to do. He wasn't hired on to check the weather. It's he was hired to win football games, you know, so when you have other things that you have to be concerned about, you know, it, it makes it a little bit harder to do so. So I, I agree with Coach completely. Interesting. But uh, so I, I found that kind of fascinating listening to that uh, uh, that that press conference and good stuff there. And again, uh, 7 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas Saturday night, and they'll kick it around 9.15. Uh, elsewhere in the league, uh, Kansas State hosts Missouri. Uh, we've talked about Alabama and Texas. That is an 11 o'clock kick. Both of those are 11 o'clock kicks. And, uh, you know, is this a measuring stick for Texas? I mean, uh, is this a, you know, obviously it's it's a look ahead to them joining the SEC, but uh, they're playing the number one team in the land. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Coach Sark, he was saying that, you know, this game doesn't, you know, make or break their season. It's a non-conference game. He's and, right. Yeah, he's exactly. right. And, but still, you know, hosting the number one team, this will be the first time that the number one team in the country has come to Texas since 2006. Oh yeah. And the last time that happened, it didn't go well for Texas. They were number two in the country at the time. And Uh number one, Ohio state came into DKR and one handily 24 to seven. So the last time a number one team came into DKR, it did not go well for Texas. So the Buckeyes dismantled Texas and, uh, Look, Alabama's going to do the same thing. Yes, there's no doubt. Alabama will do the same thing. Uh, they're they're just their program is just so far ahead of where Sarkeesian and the Longhorns are right now. You know, Texas is going to play a quarterback that's making his second start and really hasn't played football in a year and a half. Yeah, until the other day against who was it, Louisiana Monroe? Yes. Uh Tell me, tell me how tech. Other than their home field, tell me how they stay in this game. I mean, I don't tell even, me how they match up. Yeah, it's it's just hard to. I don't think Alabama has them outmanned and out. You know, talented. I think at every position on the field, both offense and defense. They have a Heisman candidate and Bryce Young at quarterback. Their linebacking core is one of the best in the country. It's just, it's it's going to be very hard, even at home, for Texas to pull out the win here. All right, uh, we're, we're running out of time. Iowa State in Iowa, Houston and Texas Tech, West Virginia hosting Kansas, uh, Case, uh, Kent State visits Oklahoma. Good gracious, on that one. Uh, Arizona State is at uh, Oklahoma State. Tarleton, <laughs> they're playing at Fort Worth against TCU. And then, of course, uh, the game that uh, we all have got our eyes on, that's BYU and Baylor at 9:15. Coming up next, we'll break down that Baylor game with uh, Ricky Thompson. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us Wednesday at 7 p.m. and hear from soccer coach Michelle Leonard and head football coach Dave Aranda. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for your new car, truck, or SUV, BK Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. BK Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at BK Ford. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union, your local team. It's not only about getting from point A to point B. You can enjoy savings with lower payments all along the way by refinancing your vehicle. First Central knows your money is top of mind, making it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Finance elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbie. Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork Loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try their new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Turnovers plagued Waco High as they lost their district opener to Granbury 45-3. Tonight, University looks for its second win in a row as they host Arlington Heights, and you can hear the game on Star 104.9 FM. Also in high school football tonight, second-ranked China Spring host Mahaya, number four Lorena, travels to Trinity Leadership. And Temple is on the road at College Station. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. A big road trip for Mary Harden Baylor this week as they go to Wisconsin-Whitewater. You can hear the game tomorrow starting at 1130 on Fox Sports Central Texas. 
Also a road trip for Baylor this weekend as they visit Brigham Young. That game has a 9.30 kickoff, and you can hear the action on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank. Bears hit the road for a 9-15 kick. It is Baylor and BYU. And from the radio crew that will call the game right here on ESPN Central Texas, Ricky Thompson joins us. Ricky, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing well. Let, let's let's break this thing down. Uh, what's this game mean from Baylor's perspective? And what do you think it means from BYU's perspective? Uh, you know what? You read a lot about this. Uh, it's important to both teams. I think from Brigham Young's perspective, uh, they haven't won against the top 10 team at home since 1989. Uh, that would be a huge win. It would be a win over a Big 12 champion that they're joining that league next year. I think this is a huge game for Brigham Young, and it carries on into their season. They have Notre Dame later. They have Arkansas later. They've got some tough games beyond this, but I think they've pointed to this one since last year, and I think they consider it their most important game of the year. Uh, For the Bears, I think you might look at it the same way. Uh, Just the second game, got nothing to do with winning the Big 12, but it does have to do with a huge win on a road for the for a young football team. I say young. In a lot of spots, this is an inexperienced football team. We know that the offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, we know all about that. They've been around. They're really good. They were the difference in that game last year. But new year and new running backs, new receivers, uh, DBs, I thought they performed well last week. Uh, in all fairness, that was Albany, not BYU, not on the road, not 60,000 fans. So I think that's the test for the Bears is just to see how these guys play that aren't real experienced and get past the first 15 minutes. You just don't want that to be ugly. You want to get past the first first 15 minutes, be in the game, and if you do that, I think the Bears will be in good shape. You know, I, I, we were just talking about it a couple of minutes ago, and I said basically the same thing. It, yeah, you, you've got to prepare for your opponent, and, and they're doing that. But for, for me, it was a lot of these inexperienced guys being on the road, traveling. And, and one of the other things, Ricky, is they're, they're going to spend so much time in that hotel waiting to go to the stadium to play since it's a 9-15 central kick. Yeah, I always hated night games on the road, and I don't think that's any different now. And then an 8-15 kickoff, 9-15 central, you just can't find enough things for these guys to do during the day. I know they'll have meetings and they'll have walkthroughs at the hotel and they'll prepare, they'll watch video. They'll do all they can, and and Coach Rand is smart enough to deal with that, but it's still – 815 kickoff and that's tough and I think the home crowd that late in the day uh that's a little bit louder too for obvious reasons maybe not at BYU but I just think that is a tough atmosphere and just early in the season particularly uh this is going to be a litmus test for these guys and we'll see how they do uh 
Ricky, last year's matchup between both these teams was one in the trenches. Do you expect that that matchup to play a key factor in this year's matchup as well, or is there another position group that will need to step up as well? No, I think that's going to be critical. I know offensively, our offensive line dominated. I don't think that line played that well last week, but that really doesn't concern me. Uh, that was the first game, and I think they'll step up in a in a huge game, and I think they'll play well. I think you'll probably see some different alignment from BYU than you saw last year. Uh, I thought their alignment allowed us to run the ball. Remember, we only threw the ball six times in the second half. Six. So we ran it down their throat. Abram Smith had 188 yards rushing. So I think that'll be critical again. Defensively on the front, we've got to stop their run. The transfer running back for BYU had 135 yards last week. Uh, Force Hall to throw the ball. Uh, Our receivers, I think, have to be big in this one. I really do. I think they've got to make plays. I think they've got to make plays downfield. We've got to take advantage of our speed. The difference in this game, to me, is going to be speed, not up front. I think BYU had a couple of guys missing last year. Uh, As far as I know, everybody's going to play. I know there's some questions about the receivers. Uh, If I had to bet on that, they'll be on the field when the game starts. So speed is critical. We've got an advantage in that category, and I think that's what we've got to take advantage of to win this game is speed. Ricky, they played a year ago. The head coaches are friends. Uh, Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateo were just there as coaches. I mean, there's a lot of familiarity between BYU and Baylor. Does that factor into this thing at all? Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure it does. And I think that factors in the game planning in particular. I, I just think that you'll see some wrinkles on both sides that you wouldn't normally see. Uh, we particularly know what type of offense they run. Uh, we had the guy that ran it. I don't think they've changed much. So uh, that also means they know what we do on the offensive side. Uh, I think that really probably affects more the head than it does the actual game. I just think everybody's trying to outsmart each other. But uh, knowing Coach Aranda, he'll stick to what they're doing and just try to win the game at that. But I do think... I'm going to be really surprised if you don't see some wrinkles in there that maybe we haven't seen so far. Do you have to do you have to change how you verbalize uh, audibles and things of that nature? Uh, possibly. I, I'm not sure exactly how we do that on the field, but yes, I think that's something that you do change. Visiting with Ricky Thompson uh, as the uh, the Bears take on uh, BYU. Ricky, the Bears win because they do what? I think we win if we run the ball like we did last year, and I think we win if we stop BYU's big plays. I know last year Hall went about 50 yards on a run for a touchdown, and he's not a particularly uh, fleet quarterback, but he he blew one for 50-something yards against us, and Puka Nakua ate our lunch. Uh, he had almost 200 yards receiving, so I think that's what you got to do. You win – if you stop their big plays on offense, uh, since it's a, a late night, are you gonna you gonna pay attention to Alabama and Texas? 
Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I may accidentally watch that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we won't talk about uh, if I have on a burgundy shirt or anything, but that's that's a big thing. Indeed, it is. Hey, Ricky, appreciate it. Safe travels to uh, to Provo, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna brew up a pot of coffee. We're gonna get ready for a nine fifteen kick between the Bears and BYU. Yeah, I'm hoping for a good Baylor crowd out there. I think we're going to have a lot of folks that travel, and hopefully everybody at home watches. This is a big game, guys. Hey, Rick, thanks. As always, it is a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. That is uh, Ricky Thompson uh, with our uh, with our scouting report and our uh, and our preview of the uh, Baylor-BYU game, and it's brought to you by Alliance Bank Central Texas. 7.55, stay with us. We talk to Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. We do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome to today's edition of the Baylor Sports Beat on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we've got football, volleyball, and soccer news headed into the weekend, and it's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. During the Labor Day sales event, you can take your pick, a new 2022 Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger, and receive 0% for 72 months and no payments for 90 days. If you're a first responder, you get an extra $500 off your purchase. High-quality vehicles from a dealership with a hometown feel. Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Go gold with Baylor Athletics and be the gold factor across each of the conference home openers this season. Fans are encouraged to help create a statement and wear exclusive Go Gold apparel from the Baylor Bookstore. Make a visual impact. Get your gold today. Current dates include volleyball versus TCU on September 21st, soccer versus Oklahoma on September 23rd, and football versus Oklahoma State on October 1st. Tickets are available on BaylorBears.com slash tickets. Go gold and Sikkim Bears. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Volleyball, number 15 in the nation. Open play in the Baylor Invitational last night in the Farrell Center with a 3-0 sweep of Colorado State. The Bears now 4-2 on the season. Back in action Saturday with a pair of games. They'll play Arizona State at 11:30 and Evansville at 7. Meanwhile, Baylor soccer on the West Coast. They dropped a 3-1 decision to San Francisco last night. They'll now move up the coast to Spokane, Washington, and play Gonzaga coming up Sunday afternoon at 3. Baylor football headed west this weekend as well. Leaving town today, they'll play tomorrow night against the BYU Cougars. It's a matchup of top 25 teams, Baylor number 9, BYU number 21. The Bears won over the Cougars in Waco last year. Now the return trip, and Coach Dave Aranda was asked about the atmosphere at Lavelle Edwards his team will face on Saturday. 
Well, I, they're they're great at welcoming you at the beginning of the game, and um, just a really f- kind of friendly fan base. And, and then once you get in, I mean, it, it's packed and it gets loud. And you know, I think especially now that the games are later in the evening, I mean, that's a whole thing as well. Just uh, in your hotel, uh, looking at your uh, looking at the clock, you know. And so I think it, there is a home field advantage there. I mean, that's a storm that we have to run into. And we've been we've been um, talking about that and preparing for that, and so we'll see. Dave Aranda and the Bears taking on the BYU Cougars on Saturday night. Our broadcast begins at 7 p.m. with the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. It's a 9:20 kickoff Central Time on Saturday night. The broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas Television Saturday on ESPN. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Provo and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Straight up and down, 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan Ward with the day off. Ward is traveling with the uh, UMHB Crusaders. They play in Wisconsin tomorrow. So uh, I will have the call of the Temple game tonight over on our sister station, uh, Fox Sports Central Texas. They play College Station, and I look forward to that. Uh, did the Waco game last night against Grand Brain did not go so well. Uh, speaking of high school football, let's welcome into the program from uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, Greg Tepper. Greg, good morning. How are you? Um, excellent. Uh, I got to tell you, you guys are both, uh, it sounds like both you and Ward are going to get a treat this weekend. If you're going to Temple and College Station, that's that's a way of ball game. And then UMHB going up uh, up to Wisconsin, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a massive, uh, I want to say it's a top 10 matchup in Division Three, right? It is. It absolutely is. And, uh, and Whitewater's coming off a loss, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that... Uh, you know, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of fun stuff with that one. So that that'll be at noon tomorrow, mm-hmm. noon kick. So, uh, it, it, where would you rank Temple and College Station among the elite games in the Lone Star State? Yeah, it's it's a really it's a top tier one. I mean, it's, it's up there with the elite games you've got in the state of Texas this week. You know, for College Station, it's been such a strange season already for them through two weeks. You know, uh, they get word in week one that they're going to be without their star running back Marquise Collins, who's injured and suffered a, a season-ending injury. Um, uh, then they go out in week one and they lose to Lovejoy. And you're thinking, okay, well, that's not necessarily that bad of a loss, you know, considering all the circumstances and considering the fact that Lovejoy was, at that point, uh, the number two team in 5A Division II. Uh, well, so the college station also, you know, more good news. They bounced back last week against Fort Worth. Nolan looked pretty good in, 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 the, in the process. But, you know, you know, College Station, they've been a little bit up and down this year. And that Lovejoy loss is suddenly aging like milk. Uh, Lovejoy is now one and two on the season. Uh, they've lost back-to-back games to Argyle and then last night to North Crowley. So uh, it, it's a strange situation that College Station is. We don't really have a feel for them. Uh, meanwhile, I think this Temple team, 
I'm buying stock in Temple. I'm I am I think they're underrated. I think they're they're not getting the due that they deserve uh, in the statewide perspective. This is a team that I think is is ready for prime time. Um, I love what they have offensively with Mikel Harrison Pilot, kind of the, the do it all star. And then Torian York, the Baylor commit, the linebacker. I think he's my favorite player in the state this year. I love this kid. Uh, this guy is a tackling machine. He is just a ball playing jack out there. And I love watching him play defense. Uh, I, I, I think this is a whale of a ball game. I think we'll find out a lot about what College Station actually is. Uh, but this is a Temple team that I think is extremely dangerous. And this would be a real feather in their cap if they could go down uh, to College Station uh, and, and get a win over the, the reigning 5A Division One runner-up. From the outside looking in, and, and I'm going to get an up-close and personal look tonight, but from the outside looking in, would you say the strength right now, early, is Temple's defense? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that, you know, this is a – there's a Temple team that, that I think it's, it's twofold. One, I think their defense is really good. I think this is, a, a, this is just a, a strong defense. I mentioned Torrey in York. They've got a number of other playmakers on the, on the defensive side uh, that have me excited. And, and there's, there's ample reason to believe that that is actually the strength of, of the defense, you know, or of the team, you know, especially when you've got guys like Nate Mitchell in the back end, right? Uh, the other part of it is that the offense, I do think, is still kind of finding its way. Uh, you know, I think that was pretty evident in their opening week win. Uh, over, over, uh, you know, McKinney. They kind of got the wheels a little bit back on last week against uh, against Willis. Uh, but I would say the other thing that is that is impressive to me is you take a look at the two teams that they faced. They faced McKinney and they faced Willis. Those two teams have star quarterbacks: mm-hmm. Keldrick Lester for McKinney uh, and then DJ Lagway for Willis. Um, those are, and they were able to more or less hold them in check. That is impressive to me. And so I would say right now, when you take a look at this Temple team, it starts with the defense. The offense, I think Scott Stewart is hopeful that they can get better week in and week out. They're not quite where they need to be yet, but the good news is that their defense can 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 keep them in it uh, in, in while they're figuring things out. And by the way, they've still got two more games before the district play starts, so well, a couple more tune-ups. Central Texas football uh, last week was terrific. I mean, we had some unbelievable finishes, including China Spring over Melissa and and uh, and Conley over La Vega in 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 that little I wouldn't even call it a crosstown that's just right down the street. Uh, and, and speaking of Conley, they they play a Cameron team tonight who is two, uh, two and zero, oh, and I think this has the makings to be a terrific game. And I, I like the Cadets right now. Uh, this this game is I'll say this this game is not for the faint of heart. Uh, <laughs> if you are looking, if you are the kind of person who likes an old school, you know, seven to six slugfest. Avert your eyes from Cameron, Texas tonight, because this is going to get pointy. These are two of the most high-flying offenses in the state. Cameron Yo, I believe, is fifth in the state in scoring offense right now. They're averaging 66.5 points per game. Absolutely ridiculous offensively uh, this year. And by the way, they're doing it with a ton of juniors. They're ju- like that, That's really been the key for them, is, is that they've had a couple of, of youngsters who have stepped up and become you know, stars right away. And the offense has been absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's, it's, they've been lighting it up uh, every single week. Well, Wake O'Connelly is no, is no slouch themselves. Wake O'Connelly is averaging 50 points a game. And, and I think there was, a, there was a thought that they were going to take a step back because Trey Wisner transferred to DeSoto. But I think people forgot that they've still got Kobe Black and they've still got a really a talented group of skill position guys that are more than pick, oh, carrying the load right now. Um, I like Connolly in this one in a close one. Part of it is just because they're a 4A over a 3A. 
I would also just say that it would not be a surprise if this game got into the into the 40s and the 50s. I mean, this game, these are two offenses that are playing at peak efficiency right now, and I would fully expect there to be some fireworks at Yofield tonight. Uh, Greg, taking you out of Central Texas and looking at the entire state as a whole, there are a lot of you know powerhouses and top-tier programs that have started the season 0-2. When you take a look at all those teams, what are teams that you're concerned about going forward, and what are some teams that you think will be just fine going forward? Well, one of the teams that I was not super concerned about uh, played last night and got off the schneid that was Alito. Alito started the year 0-2, first time they were 0-2 since 1991. And I think that, that that's just a shocking statistic that, you know, when something happens that hasn't happened in 30 years, you kind of sit up and pay attention. But they got the wheels back on against Justin Northwest last night and, and, and continued their district winning streak, which is now, I think, at like 104 games in a row. Um, and, and so I think they're going to be just fine. They're all... I think that their defense is a little bit of a concern for me going forward, but I'm not necessarily really all that worried. Um, I am moderately worried about Lake Travis. Lake Travis is 0-2 to start the year. They are a team that I think they've, they've gone through some quarterback injuries. Bo Edmondson has kind of been dealing with what, I, uh, what sounds like is a back injury, so he hasn't played yet this year, but the, the, the issue hasn't been offense. Their defense has been getting gashed each and every week. And that's, that is a big red flag for me. And, and they've got to find a way to, to improve that. Um, another team that's owing to that. I'm a little bit concerned about would be South Oak cliff. South Oak cliff started the year one uh, as the number one team in five, eight, division two, on the gatefold cover of the Dave Campbell's Texas football, a team we thought really had a great chance to go back to back. They're owing two right now. Now, they played really tough competition. They played Duncanville and they played Lancaster, both state-ranked teams that are bigger than them. But I just, uh, for me, that offense has got to find a way to get going. And and by the way, they played DeSoto uh, this week, and that is on Good Saturday. Luck. And and there's a fair. They're probably going to be zero and three. And then I believe after that, I need to look at their schedule. But they, oh, I think they play Parish Episcopal, the Dallas Parish Episcopal, the number one team in the private scoring. So there's a, there's a decent chance they start zero and four. And so that's a team I'm, I, I, they're, you know, they'll mow through their district, but that's a team that I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about. Can they get that, the offensive wheels uh, back on Brock is 0 and 2. I'm not worried about them. If they can get right tonight against Wimberley, I think they'll be, they'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's certainly a fair number of teams that we didn't necessarily see 0 and 2, uh, an 0 2 start uh, kind of uh, in their, on their horizon. What is, what is the elite game in, in the Lone Star state? Yeah, there's a couple of them that I would uh, point you to. One of them is at the 6A ranks, uh, where it's it's down in the Houston area tonight. Uh, it's Spring Westfield taking on Galena Park North Shore. I believe number nine or number two versus number nine or number two versus number seven in our rankings um, in 6A. Both these teams have been just wrecking machines. They have just been clubbing people. Uh, everyone they've seen, like we, we started crunching the numbers, and and you know if you consider. Uh, a game that is not within 28 points to be garbage time. I'm fairly certain these two teams have played like a combined three quarters of actual game time this year. Like they've just been running away from people. Two great quarterbacks in this one, Caleb Bailey, the freshman or rather the sophomore who led North shore to a state championship as a freshman last year has really grown into the role. PJ Hatter is the name to know for Westfield. He is a Klein Oak transfer uh, who has been just sensational in his, in his first two games against uh, for, for Westfield. I think this game is going to be really fun. And, and this is also 
Last year, North Shore's only loss of the year was in week three to Westfield. So a little bit of vengeance in that one. That's one game. The other one, I go from 6-8, and then I drop all the way to six-man football. I think 1A Division One, you've got a top six, ma- uh, top five matchup. You have uh, Rankin taking on Westbrook. Uh, Rank- Westbrook, the defending 1A Division One state champs, uh, welcoming in the Red Devils of Rankin, which will be a fun game. Greg, uh, t- tell me about Vandergriff. How, uh, Midway plays Vandergriff. H- how good is this team, and how deep do you think this this group can go? Uh, this is a Vandergriff team that I think uh, is is you know that it, it kind of depends on what you think of that week one loss, right? This is a uh, this is a, a week this is a team that that in week one goes and they play Dripping Springs, who is making their six A debut, and they lose on a late field goal. Now they got right last week against Cedar Park. It looked really good. Um, I, I, I am, I am essentially, I'm inclined to give, um, Drew Sanders, ball club, a pass on that week one loss to Dripping Springs. First of all, Dripping Springs got a great quarterback in Nelson Novosad and they held him to 23 points. That's pretty good. And then they shut out Cedar Park last week. Uh, their defense has been fantastic. They got a great quarterback in Braden Buchanan. I think when you take a look at the way that the bracket breaks down, they're going to go to the division two bracket in six A. And they're going to be in region four. So that's good. So they're, they're almost certainly going to avoid Lake Travis and Westlake. They're definitely avoiding Lake Travis. They're probably avoiding Westlake. Lake, there's a, a, a one scenario in which Westlake could go D2, but I don't see that happening. Um, if they go to the Division II bracket, I think they got a great shot to win the region. I think they got a great shot to make it to at t Stadium. I, I, I want to see that offense continue to grow uh, you know, over the course of the, of the season. But I think you take a look at what Vandergrift has. I think they have all the makings of a, of a bona fide contender in the state of Texas. Uh, Greg, we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Lake Belton in their first season of varsity play started mm-hmm. off 2-0, and and they start – actually, they start district play tonight in a nine-team district, and they'll take on 2-0 and Red Oak tonight on the road in their district opener. Uh, what, what's your looks as you look at that game? Yeah, fascinating game for a number of reasons. For, for the reasons you laid out, this is the, the first ever district game uh, for, for Lake Belton. And so you can talk about them being 2-0, and and that's good. Uh, but, like, I think if you go to Brian Cope, he'll tell you they've technically never lost a game as a varsity program because they played that kind of outlaw varsity schedule last year, went 9-0. and Now they've won their start at 2-0. But if you, t- if you talk to Brian Cope, he'll tell you it doesn't matter if we start 0-1. It doesn't matter if uh, I'd, I'd trade all those for a win tonight uh, at Red Oak. This is a Red Oak ball club that I am I'm intrigued by because their offense has been really fascinating. Uh, their offense has been lightened up against against two teams that I think, frankly, they're better than in the Colony and Arlington Seguin. Now they go up against a defense in Lake Belton that I think is going to be a clear step up in quality uh, as far as defense is concerned. And they're going to have to find, you know, the Red Oaks going to have to find a way to contain Micah Hudson and, and this wide receiver uh, for uh, this wide receiver core for Lake Belton, which has been so sensational uh, to start the year. I think there is there, uh, the I think that, let's put it this way. I think on paper, and when I look at these two teams, I think Lake Belton's the better team. My my pick would be Lake Belton, but. When you take a look at just like all of the things surrounding this game, it's the first ever district game. They're going on the road. They haven't done a ton of that. Things like that. Uh, there are some reasons to get to 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 give a little pause to this game, but I do think that Lake Belton is the better squad and should come away with the win. All things being equal, just how many things will be equal tonight? Middle Lothian Heritage uh, can produce some points, and they can produce points in a hurry. And they're going up against mm. a La Vega team that traditionally and typically is incredibly stingy on the defensive side of the football. So, to me, this is a, a very interesting game. 
Yeah, this is this is real kind of strength on strength here. And when you take a look at this Midlothian Heritage team, you're right. The offense has been lighting it up under new coach Eric Edwards. Uh, they've been they've been they've been blowing and going. It's been it's been really impressive to see this offense go. Um, now, small thing though is that I have some pretty severe questions about their defense. Last week they shut out they shut out Cleveland, but I just or, or I, yeah, that, I, frankly I think they're just a lot better than Cleveland. Um, you know, they gave up 49 points to Stephenville in the opener. Uh, if they're going to play defense like that, then Bryson Roland and this La Vega offense is going to be happy to just grind them into dust. Because the thing about the thing about playing La Vega is that it doesn't really matter how good you are at offense. It doesn't really matter how good you are at defense. The only thing that matters when you play La Vega, like the starting question when you're playing La Vega, is how do you feel when you get punched in the mouth? Like that's the whole game plan. That's how they do. They're gonna. They want to out physical you. If you can match up up front and you can do that, then then it's game on. Then it's like okay, now let's talk about your skill position, guys. But but La Vega and and what Don Hyde has has done there, and he's carrying on the tradition of Boyle Williams. What he's done there is that he's instilled a culture there where it's like if we win up front, we win the ball game. Period. That's it. That's just the end of the line. And there's just very few teams in the state that can match up with them up front. And so for Heritage, this is real gut check time. They got a lot of they got a lot of fun playmakers. They got a lot of guys who can get out there and run. But it doesn't matter if you're picking up your teeth on every play. So that's really the question for me. Can they match up physically against this La Vega team that we know what they're about? We know that they want to come out there and, and sock you in the mouth and, and then say, Do you want to keep going or do you want to tap out? That's the real interesting question here. So I think this is real. This is real gut check time here for, for Midlothian Heritage and a good test for them, you know, going into district play, good final non-district tune-up. And for La Vega, a lot to gain from this because they are going to be playing a high-powered offense, which is the kind of thing they're going to need to slow down when they get into district, playing teams, you know, like Stephenville and playing teams, uh, you know, uh, the likes of that. So I'm very interested in this matchup. TexasFootball.com, what do we got going on uh, this week? Yeah, ton of stuff on TexasFootball.com. We're going to have you covered uh, for high school and, and college. Uh, huge weekend, of course, uh, in, in the college ranks as well. Um, I believe we've actually got to, to uh, pay off a tease from earlier in the segment. Um, I believe we've got our preview of uh, UMHB and Wisconsin Whitewater up on the site right now. So if you want to go read Corey Hogue, our college, our small college insider's take on what's going on there in the small college game of the week, you can check that out. Of course, we'll have uh, you covered every step of the way. Uh, with uh, more than 700 games going on this weekend, I see. I, I think you guys picked 716 games. Is that is that accurate? Uh, I, the, the, the computer does. I I don't like we. Those are computer projections. We do publish those. I have not made a prediction on like I don't know. Let me pick a game at random. I have not made a prediction on Dallas St. Marks versus the Woodlands John Cooper, uh, but the computer has. So if you're interested in that pick. They picked the Woodlands John Cooper by, I think, 26. <laughs> All right, final thought, uh, Bally's tonight. Uh, what do you guys got going on? Yeah, we've got um, we've got uh, six hours of live high school football coverage starting at 7 o'clock with Football Friday, then leading up to high school school board live with myself, uh, Craig Way and uh, and Aaron Hardigan. Uh, we've got reporters stationed around the state at all of the big games uh, everywhere that you look, uh, including we're going to have a reporter at Temple and College Station. So we will uh, we will be uh, getting uh, dispatches from there. And uh, and yeah, and then after Craig Way gets off the air at one o'clock, <laughs> he's going to drive to Austin to call the Texas and Alabama game, uh, at which kicked at eleven, by the way, because uh, he's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no question. Some call him the hardest working man in in sports broadcasting. He's Some of us nuts. think no. I mean he's he's there's a screw loose someplace. <laughs> it's 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 nuts. And and look, 
I appreciate him because his brain is broken in a very similar manner that my brain is broken with like the high school football stuff that like you just black out and suddenly like you, you, you've just like rattled off everything that happened in district four, four, a division two. But like, this is a different thing. You know, the whole college, the whole like Texas thing, that's a whole different thing. I, I can't even imagine it. As always, Greg, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. All right. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon. Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. There are guys that can go, you know, back in 82 on the third series of the uh, semifinal game. between, And I, and I don't know what I – I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. I mean, it, you know, everybody's different. 18 after 8. Stay with us. Uh, we got more to come, including a uh, visit at, uh, at the bottom of the hour with Kyle Yeomans talking Cowboy football. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. The West Coaches Show with David Woodard is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, Chevy of West, Citizen State Bank, Sakura Ford, West Speed, and West Reynolds. Coach, coming off a 21-15 loss to Lorena last week, we knew this was going to be a great game, a hard-fought game, and more than likely a close game. This was a game where your team led for most of the game, and then Lorena was able to uh, score late and get the victory. But uh, you got to be proud of the way your team played. You no, know, I am. Our kids really played hard. Uh, uh, our coach did a good job of preparing, preparing for the game. And uh, you know, it's just one of those deals where uh, you know they made a, uh, you know, they made a one more play than we did as as we get going through it. And so, uh, uh, and, you know, hats off to our kids and theirs both. They they played a, a whale of a game. It, it was a tough one. And uh, you know, in the end, they just were able to muster a little more offense than we were. And when you play a, a team as good as Arena, the defending state champions, you really get a feel of, of how good your own team is, don't you? Well, you do. And, uh, you know, we felt like, uh, um, you know, we, we could have done a lot of things better. And, uh, you know, we, we're right there. We're, uh, you know, on the cusp of where we want to be. And so, uh, you know, uh, we came in, we watched the film, we learned some things from it and went out and, uh, you know, worked hard at practice, try to get those things fixed. And so, uh, you know, when you play a good team too, those, you know, those good teams magnify your mistakes that you make and, and really, um, you understand where you've got to really work and get better. And, you know, some of those things that we've got to get better at were really exploited the other night. Uh, and, and uh, you know, we're going to use practice time you know, to get those things fixed. Yeah, it's a perfect week because you've got the bye week before starting district against Whitney next week. It is. You know, it, it's a good time to uh, get back to fundamentals and work on some of the things that, that you might not spend as much time on during a game week because you're game planning and prepping for a specific opponent. And so, uh, you know, we're going to get back to some fundamentals. We're going to really we'll focus on our conditioning this week uh, and, and really work on doing things right and doing them in a more consistent manner. And so, uh, you know, we're really inconsistent the other night, especially offensively. And that's one of the things that we've really got to get fixed. ESPN Central Texas. Early each morning, as we turn on the lights and heat up the fryers, then prepare the food, the owners of Bush's Chicken are working for you. Our owners are husbands and wives, sisters and brothers. We are family, and we take joy in our family serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Hi, Leo Pacheco again, and all roads lead to Chevy of West during the Chevy Open Road Sales Event. Save big on everything when you find new roads to Chevy of West, home of Silverado City, or online at ChevyofWest.com. Chevy of West. 
Hi, Leo Pacheco again, and if you're looking for a certified pre-owned vehicle, Chevy of West is the easy choice with big savings and low monthly payments. When you find new roads to Chevy of West or online at ChevyofWest.com. Chevy of West. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus, cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch switch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes the, the difference. difference. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. It's a football Friday. 824, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up, we talk Cowboy football with Kyle Yeomans. But right now, we welcome in from the sales department, down the hall, hang a right, <laughs> Stephanie from Sales. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Friday. First of all, don't call us gentlemen. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what do you got for us this morning? Oh, Tom. Well, you know, I have been following the U.S. Open. Sure you have. And I talked about it yesterday about the beer tug girl. How's and Serena doing? She's out. Oh, she is? Yeah, so now I think she's going to retire. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. All right. I'd be, I'd be following... So, but I read this yesterday and I was like, what the heck? So do you know who? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just thought about something. What? She was supposed to come in here with a Heineken. And chug it. And chug a beer. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) uh, That's what you said on this program yesterday. Well, Mr. Bossman wasn't real thrilled about it. That was the plan. You, you, hey, you I can chug. Hey, let me chug this rock star. Yeah, well, whatever. It's, not, right. the it's not the same. It's not the same, but I got things to do today. I can't be drinking a beer at 825 in the morning. <laughs> well, it hadn't stopped you before. Oh, now that ain't right. Not cool. <laughs> not cool, Tom. All not right. cool. All right, what do okay, you got? Okay, back to the U.S. Open. Uh-huh. So Nick 
Kyrgios, I hope I said his name right, is an Australian tennis player. He's not listening. He's 27 <laughs> years old. Uh-huh. This guy needs some anger management. Yeah. For real. He has been fi- fined five times since the since this tournament has started. Since this single tournament. This single oh, tournament. Oh, my goodness. Get this. He was fined during the second round where he aimed for frustration at his own team in the player box <laughs> after losing and started spitting on his own team. Then, sounds like a nice guy. Then, I know, he got fined for yelling obscenities during his win over Daniel Medverick. I don't know how to Who? say I don't know how to say his name. Daniel? Daniel? Bless you. Medverick? Medverick? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then... He got fined for breaking a racket during a doubles match and then fined for slamming two rackets in the court and then yelling at a fan. His total fines for this tournament is 32500 You think the third or fourth time they would have had to fine him, they would have just... Kicked him out of the e- tournament. Exactly. Is he winning? No. <laughs> He's got to be winning. He's still in it. <laughs> He's been fined five times. Is this just in one or two I matches? I, I mean, this is his statement to the media. He says, well, obviously I'm devastated. He feels like it was either winning it all or nothing. My thing is, if I was his coach, I'd be sitting him on a bench. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to show respect in tennis, right? Well, first of all, <laughs> nobody, these coaches teach them how to play. They, they're not in charge of them. They're in charge of themselves. Nobody's going to tell him he can't play other than the, the USTA. Well, I don't know, but I was like $32,500 in one tournament. He needs some anger management. He needs to learn how to lose. Breathe breathe and count to 10, Nick. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Think before you act. But anyways, tonight at 6 p.m., American Francis TFO is playing. He's in the semifinals. So I wish him luck. Any tennis players out there? There you go. That's what I got for you. What is this dude's name? Nick Kyrgios. It's all over. How do you spell it? K-Y-R-G-I-O-S. It's Greek. All right, I'm just trying to see where he's at. I'm trying to effort that right well, now. I didn't, he's not in the semifinals. I know that. But, yeah. He's a, he's a hothead. Apparently so. Maybe he's know, been fined five times. I just thought that was like, are you kidding? What, what are his results? Is he, 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 is he, I haven't paid attention to the U.S. Open tennis tournament. He made it to the uh, quarterfinals on September 6th and lost. All right. To. What about in doubles? Is he still, still going in doubles? I don't think so. All right. No. So he's, no, he's, he's, he's completely out of the tournament. Well, he's run out of money. Well, uh. but, <laughs> <laughs> but he is the highest, he's had the highest fines in the whole history of the U.S. Open. <laughs> so. Now he has a reputation. He looks like a guy who's angry a all the time. Head. Yes, exactly. He needs some anger management. All right, there's good old Nick. Anyways, well, y'all have a good weekend. You too. Have all fun right, with Steph. football this weekend. Hey, we still got a day to work. Don't be hollering weekend. You go sell something. I, well, you will. All right. I'm going to go find me a beer to chug. <laughs> <sighs> I'll be in the parking lot. <laughs> you, mean, you mean a second one? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 829. Thanks, Steph. Have Bye. a great day. We'll see you. Steph from Sales. There you go. 829. Stay with us. We talk cowboy football. We do it with Kyle Yeomans next right here on ESPN Central Texas.
Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This was a hardcore drink that he had. Aaron, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you pronounce whatever Aaron Rodgers was drinking? Apparently, the NFL has said, no, this is not on our banned substance. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. All right. Do you feel like the show would be better if I tried some ayahuasca? I think people already think I might be on something during these shows. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central. Texas. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family, whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties. Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon and hash browns. And the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burger with their one-third pound fresh, never frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games. And that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. 
When it's time for your new car, truck, or SUV, BK Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class, the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. BK Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at BK Ford. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Turnovers plagued Waco High as they lost their district opener to Granbury 45-3. Tonight, University looks for its second win in a row as they host Arlington Heights, and you can hear the game on Star 104.9 FM. Also in high school football tonight, second-ranked China Spring host Mahaya, number four Lorena, travels to Trinity Leadership, and Temple is on the road at College Station. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Big road trip for Mary Harden Baylor this week as they go to Wisconsin Whitewater. You can hear that game tomorrow starting at 1130 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Also a road trip for the Baylor Bears this weekend as they visit Brigham Young. That game has a 915 kickoff and you can hear the action on ESPN Central Texas. And the Bills beat the Rams 3110 in NFL action. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Well, we've hit high school football. We have touched base on college football. Bears and BYU tomorrow night, game two of the season. But right now, we talk about the home opener and the season opener for the Cowboys. We welcome into the program Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys. Kyle, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning. How are you guys? And excited because the season is finally here and an opportunity for the Cowboys to make a statement early on, don't you think? I, I, absolutely. When you're playing Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sunday night football and, and the whole thing. I want to begin with Dak Prescott. Uh, and we were talking about it this morning. Uh, maybe we're making too big of a deal of it. But when a guy has an ankle injury like he had, he can talk about it being a shoe all he wants to. It's concerning to me. Yeah, and I think it's concerning to a lot of Cowboys fans. I don't think you guys are alone in that fact, just based off of the, the, the past that he's had to deal with. And, of course, I mean, after, from 2016 to 2021, or excuse me, 2020, he didn't really have any injury issues. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anything that stuck out. But recently it feels like it's stacked one on top of the other because not only did you have the ankle compound fracture that, of course, had him miss all but five games of that 2020 season, but then he had a shoulder injury in training camp last year. And then he had a, a calf injury in, in the middle of the season. Things just kind of compound for Dak Prescott, at least what it seems like for Cowboys fans over the last couple of years. But I, I really do think, and I was in the interview yesterday where he downplayed it. I, I don't think he's worried about it. I don't think this training staff is worried about it. Yes, he showed up on the injury report, partly because it's NFL protocol and he has to show up on the injury report. If he misses some time, it might be something to, to keep an eye on, but I don't necessarily think it's a worry, nor is it anything that uh, the Cowboys are, are overly concerned about heading into this week one matchup. One of the things and one of the weapons that they had early in Dak's career was not that they liked it, not that he liked it, but he did have the ability to escape and, and turn a negative play into a positive play. Do they, is that, totally limited now because they they just can ill afford for him to get injured 
I think there's an element to that because you're not going to see it at the same volume that you used to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not going to happen. It's not as much of a part of his game uh, as it was when he was first coming into the league. But in terms of him being able to do it and willing to do it, he's able and willing to run. We've seen it in training camp. We've seen it in uh, even going back to, to OTAs. And I know he's got a red jersey on throughout all those practices. He doesn't actually have to step up and take a hit. Uh, but I, I think there's going to be a more willingness from Dak Prescott this year to tuck it if he needs to and, and to have that ground game as a, an element for defenses to at least worry about. It may not be a featured piece. It may not be every couple of downs or uh, or three or four times a, a quarter or I guess a half. Uh, it's not going to happen that way. But if you're going to expect Dak Prescott to just completely uh, abandon the passing game and not necessarily run the football, I, I don't think that's the case either. Uh, looking ahead to Sunday night's game, Kyle, um, you look at the Buccaneers and – Again, like the Cowboys, they've had some injuries across the offensive line. That being said, how essential will this pass rush be for this Cowboys defense in week one? Oh, I think that's the the matchup to watch because both of these teams employ a pass rush that's going to get after the the opposing quarterback. I know whenever you look on the NBC graphics and the NFL graphics and the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, it's going to be Dak Prescott and Tom Brady uh, on those graphics it might as well be Vita Vea and Micah Parsons Hmm. on those graphics instead, because this is going to be a really, really tough task for these quarterbacks because both of them are without three of their starting linemen from a season ago when this matchup happened. And the Cowboys of course fell in that, that matchup 31 to 29 Uh, for Dak Prescott. It's a little spread out. You're not, you don't have your right tackle or at least the same right tackle uh, for that game. And Lyle Collins, don't have your left tackle in Tyron Smith. You don't have your left guard in Connor McGovern. On the other side, it's Marpet, it's Jensen, uh, it's it's Kappa. All three of those guys, interior linemen. So your two guards and your center, all gone for Tom Brady from this matchup a year ago. So it's going to be an adjustment period. So I think early on, especially whichever defense sets the tone and gets after the quarterback early, I think they're going to have a really good shot at winning this football game. How do you anticipate? football not just the Cowboys in Tampa Bay but football across the NFL early in the season to be kind of sloppy again for example the Cowboys uh, with with the just three preseason games and and not that fourth and the Cowboys resting everybody for all three preseason games just about and this really being the first extensive play since since the San Francisco game could could it be sloppy and do you anticipate it being kind of sloppy on both sides and across the league yeah, I, I think it could be. And and I'm of the, the belief that you need to at least have your starters in game action in the preseason. I, I don't love the idea, and I get it from a health standpoint. It's just not the risk you're willing to take uh, to put your starters out there in the preseason. And, and there's two schools of thought. You, you've got it both ways. You've got teams that will put out their starters, Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, that will have starters go and play entire quarters in the preseason, and then they'll roll with them coming week one as well uh but then you'll have other schools of thought like the rams and the cowboys and uh the packers where they don't play their starters in the preseason so i think it's it's a different way of thinking for both sides of things uh but with it being these these highly vaulted matchups early in the year uh yeah i I think there will be an element of sloppiness 
But whatever team is more disciplined, whatever team can continue uh, to push past some of that adversity, I think they're going to be the ones that are successful. Look at Buffalo last night. I mean, they, they didn't get off to the best start uh, and, and kind of struggled out of the gates, but then they blew up in the second half because they were able to push through some of their sloppy struggles early in the football game. And Josh Allen just wasn't sloppy at all. But outside of that, it, it was a game where you saw one team that does play their preseason starters and the other team that doesn't. And which one ended out on top? It was the one that did play some preseason starters. Uh, Kyle, we seem to talk endlessly about the receiver situation for the Cowboys. So the situation at tight end has kind of gone under the radar. Not much has been talked about it. Uh, heading into this week one matchup, what will be Dalton, Sh- Dalton Schultz's role heading into the week one? I think it'll be similar to what we saw last year, but they may try and ramp it up just a tad. I, I don't think you're going to see him running seams or verticals down the sideline or uh, he's not going to be taking a ball on a on a tight end sweep behind the line of scrimmage or as an up blocker or anything like that. You're not going to see any weird wrinkles, I don't believe, with Dalton Schultz. But he's always been that safety blanket for Dak Prescott. He's been a guy that you can rely on to either get eight to ten yards almost every time you throw him the football. Uh, last year, he was relatively shut down by the Tampa Bay defense. I think he had six receptions for uh, I think it was like 50 yards, 60 yards, something like that off the top of my head uh, that weren't necessarily the numbers that he put up last year. But if he can put up more than that, if he can put together nine receptions for, for 85 yards or 90 yards, that's when you're going to have Dalton Schultz at his best. And that means he's helping the offense move the chains. He's helping an offense move down the field and get the football out quickly which like what I mentioned earlier with the, the pass rush being such a huge factor, Dak Prescott and this offense are going to have to do. You mentioned the offense. Uh, we're going to the C&C Collision Center text line. Leon asks, uh, will the offensive line hold up on, uh, on Sunday night? My guy Leon, all the way back to the opening drive days. How about that? There you uh, go. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think there's a chance that they will. And, and here's my reasoning. Terrence Steele though there are some questions at the right tackle spot and what he could bring an entire season. He started 27 games over the last 32 of his NFL career or first 32 of his NFL career. So he's had the, the experience now heading into his third year and and coaches rave about him and what he, uh, he has done to take another step. Same thing about Tyler Biotis. He's now a third year guy, Connor McGovern. He hasn't seen a whole lot of playing time, but when he has, he's been more comfortable at the left guard spot. Uh, the biggest question is a first rounder and and that's Tyler Smith. And that's how he's going to fare on an Island out there at left tackle. I think there's going to be some growing pains, especially early on against a really good defense. And I expect Todd Bowles to come after the the backfield. I I think he, he wants to blitz. He's always very blitz happy. Uh, I don't think they're going to have the same mindset as a lot of teams later in the year in 2021, which was dropped back into coverage and dare them to run the football. I think he's going to come at Dak Prescott and try and force a couple turnovers. So if this offensive line can hold up, and I think they will find their footing at some point in this ball game, I just don't necessarily know when, uh, then I I think they're going to settle in and and this offense is going to have a chance to go to work. Will we see the the identity of this Cowboy football team after just one week? In other words, after we, we take a look at the stat sheet, the Cowboys in Tampa Bay, are we going to get a, a, a fairly clean idea of how many 
carries Zeke is going to have, how many snaps Pollard's going to play, how many times they're in the game together, things of that nature. Will we get will we get a snapshot of this football team after one week? I think you'll get a snapshot. You're not going to get the whole picture. I mean, even looking back to last year, you would think Dak Prescott throwing the ball 58 times, and then you ran it for only 18 times, and uh, both Pollard and Zeke were a non-factor in that football game. Oh, and Anthony Brown just got absolutely torched. He's going to have a terrible season if you're just looking at week one of 2021. Uh, that wasn't the case. I mean, they, they balanced it out, at least in the, the middle parts of the season. Anthony Brown came back, had the best season of his career. Uh, you, you, you had multiple guys uh, not play well in that Tampa Bay game, including Micah Parsons, who says it himself, that was my worst game of my rookie year was the opening game. Uh, and then he turns into the defensive rookie of the year and absolutely goes off just one week later when basically Dan Quinn and his defense uh, kind of realized that, Hey, he can rush the passer a little bit. Right. So even though we might think that the, the snapshot or at least the, the full picture is coming into play after week one, that's not the case. And we're going to have an overreaction Monday, black Monday around the NFL Everyone's going to come on, including myself, and say, oh, my gosh, what a win for the Cowboys, or, oh, Lord, what a loss for the Cowboys. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's the, just as, as predictable as the sun coming up in the morning. But either way, I don't think you're going to see exactly what this team is just after one week of play. Kyle, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for the, uh, the insight. Look forward to it. should be a lot of fun, and, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, guys. Y'all have fun. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys with us. It is uh, 847, 13 away from 9, and we are brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, where they've got the new location. And we've been talking about it for months, but it is close. It really is close. I think sometime this month they'll have it open. Loop 340 South next to uh, Busby Feed, and it is going to be a tremendous new location for them. You know, they've been in business since 1943, and it's the same family-operated business, the uh, the Emory's. And, and, and right now, it's it's Braden's turn at the helm and, and John alongside as well. And, and, you know, it's four generations of that family taking care of Central Texans with all of their pipe and steel needs. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron, and so much more. They're uh, located in, in college, in Bryan, rather. And also, they have a location right now that's still at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 7.30 until 5, Saturdays from 8 until noon, and you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. The Robinson Coaches Show, brought to you by Brazos Golf and Battery Center, Frontier Waste Solutions, Rocket Cafe, and Triple S Sports. Coach, coming off a 35-7 win over Caldwell last Friday night, a really complete victory for your team you get up 28 to nothing at half, and then they score a late touchdown. But other than that, a pretty dominating performance on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it was. You know, the kids really came out and played well. We talked about talked about starting fast and uh, and being consistent. You know, and and really concentrating on us, not trying to get not trying to get too involved outside of outside of having the game plan, not trying to get too involved in everybody else, but to make sure we took care of our jobs and our roles and. Uh, that we were fast and physical and doing it as well. And kids really came out and did that for us last Friday. What were the biggest takeaways from your game? Honestly, we started kind of, you know, finding our identity a little bit offense and uh, offensively, and uh, we were really balanced when it came to it. You know, I think we I think we um, ended up running for 216 yards and threw for 209 yards, you know, for 
pretty balanced offense there. Um, we uh, we were able to do a, th- a few things that that we weren't quite clicking on the week before, I guess you would say. We um, we hit a few more balls down the field as far as being able to fit some windows we weren't fitting the week before. Offensive line picked it up run game wise. Uh, kind of started started getting it together. Um, it really really ended up doing well up front, so it kind of set the pace for us. Um, defensively, man, we're just we're getting to the football right now. We're really getting to the football right now, and uh, we're we're understanding our fits. We're better understanding our fits. We're better understanding how the whole thing pieces together as a whole. And uh, we're we're just trying to play fast and confident right now. Now tonight you've got Taylor. Talk a little bit about this Taylor team. Yeah, Taylor's uh, Taylor's really athletic. They um, they've got some kids that are they, they can go, they can flat out go, and they've they do a good job of getting those kids in space offensively and being able to get that ball. And they've got they've got one kid. Um, they've got one kid offensively. He's a big kid. He's a he's there's no time. I think he's probably six five, six six. He might be taller. He's He's a big kid on the outside that demands attention. And then they've got um, a couple other kids who are some speedsters that can move. Running back's really, really good. Um, O-line's not the biggest, but they're athletic. They move quickly. They work well together. Defensively, kind of the same thing. They're really good on the back end. Um, the back end's really where they match up well at. Linebacking core, physical, fits well. Um, you don't look at them and think that they look overwhelming, but they really play the game well. And the D line's a lot like their O line. They may not be as big as some of the people we've seen, but they uh, they move. They're athletic up front, and they they really get after it. ESPN Central Texas. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns. And the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burger with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. Brazos Golf and Battery is locally owned battery sales specialist in Robinson. They carry new and refurbished auto, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries. And at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery check? Visit Tommy. He'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on Highway 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google Brazos Golf and Battery. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 854, this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. We were talking with Kyle Yeomans a minute ago, uh, Ryan, about uh, the Dak Prescott injury. This is what Dak said to the media uh, yesterday. It won't limit you at all on Sunday? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, can't. No, not at all. Not a chance. So you Would you tell us if it was? Yeah. I didn't necessarily. I was limited today, um, but as I said, um, it is my ankle, but it is just being very, very precautious. Switch shoes today probably wasn't the best idea, so um, there we go. So we're good to go. Promise that. So he promises he's good to go, and, and that's good news for the Cowboys and Cowboy fans. Sunday night, 7 o'clock, right here on ESPN Central Tech. I think our pregame starts at 6. Yes. Kickoff just after 7, around 7.20. Uh, again, tomorrow night, it'll be the uh, Bears and BYU with the broadcast beginning at 7 o'clock and a kick at uh, at uh, 9.15. And, of course, we have high school football tonight. Temple and College Station High, that is down the hall at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. On Star 104.9, it is University in action. And then, of course, we'll have the Friday Night High School Football Scoreboard Show here on ESPN Central Texas. That's going to do it for us. Have yourself a great day. John's up at 3. We'll see you again Monday right here on ESPN Central Texas.